Hi guys, Vlad's here. And today's episode is all about speaking. We'll have like three little parts in this episode. First, we'll talk about speaking in general as the skill and what things you need to keep in mind when practicing it, or maybe even when actually talking to people. Then we'll use an example from an IELTS book, and we'll use Task 2 as an example, which I've not seen yet, so we'll both try to produce an impromptu, mean an improvised on-the-spot answer, and then we'll compare your answer to mine. You'll have a chance to compare, and we'll talk about my answer in general and some things and errors that I think are very important. Stay here for more! Today we're going to look at speaking and I'm going to be focusing on the speaking that is impromptu speaking, so that is improvised, and that is usually quite time limited, so you're expected to show a certain level of skill within a very limited time scale. <laughs> I don't want to be represented. So I think it's worth mentioning that I did take an exam like that myself and I scored 100% for it, so I scored 210 out of 210 which is equivalent to about 8.5 in IELTS. However, and I think that's the very interesting part, it was in 2018, since then I've not done anything like that, but in 2019 I moved to the UK. So I've been living in the UK for the last three years. And I think it will be very interesting to see how it might have affected my speech. And because I'm going to be doing it just like you, so I'm going to, I've not seen the task yet, so I've opened just the top of the page and I will scroll down while reading it out to you. So I will be in the same conditions as you are, so you will be able to see my speech and then we'll talk about it. And we will analyze and I will kind of try to mark my own response and then you will obviously have a chance to do that and leave some comments. So first of all, let's talk about speaking in general, and when we're talking about speaking, normally there are two ways to focus on it. You can focus on the accuracy, so this is the correctness of your grammar, maybe the correct usage of phrases, and most of exercises for that are very teacher-led, so they will be way more controlled. And you can focus on fluency, which is obviously how fast you respond, how smoothly you respond, and it might not really like the accuracy might not be as important here. And why I'm saying that it might not be is because of a native speaker's mechanism. Any native speaker, any teacher might have made a mistake at some point, and the chances are that they have. So that's the part that is also very important to keep in mind, that nobody expects some perfect, super cool with enormously excellent outstanding vocabulary. No, it's not expected because it's unrealistic. If you have time to prepare, then the expectations are normally higher. If you don't, then they're not. However, it is still important to look from it at to look at it from the perspective of certain skills that you still need to have. So we're talking about the skill of making it all coherent. So you need to guide one thought and everybody needs to be able to follow you easily. And this also helps you with the structure. Even though, again, for most of the responses like that, a very strict structure is not expected. I would suggest that you try to stick to a structure or a certain form of structure. 
because it will enable you to be more coherent and that will make it much easier for the reader for the in this case we're talking about speaking for the listener to follow you then we will obviously accuracy does matter because some especially very particular mistakes can change the meaning or they can change maybe the style and that's the thing that we're that we also need to keep in mind that the style and the register whether it's formal whether it's informal what kind of vocabulary might be more suitable so for example even if it's informal but you're talking about some something within your field of expertise with your colleagues even if it's informal certain jargon will be expected so you can use words or for example if i'm as a teacher talking to a colleague we can be talking about nouns predicates participles and we can be discussing quite easily and using informal language but this would be very particular style it would be jargonism which is obviously very limiting in terms of who can understand it and that's what you also need to keep in mind which words you're using whether these are general usage words whether these are academic words that are maybe just a little bit more formal or a little bit more specific or whether you're actually using the words that are known only by people within a particular area or within a particular field and the last thing that i will talk about this is your intonation and your pronunciation in terms of pronunciation you normally do not have to or you're not expected to sound as a native like a native speaker to sound like as perfect as possible purely for the reason that there are accents there are dialects so even native speakers of english like you take a person for example from south london and you take a person from manchester hopefully they will understand each other but i've actually I personally have fewer problems understanding Scouse English speakers from Liverpool than half of my native speaker friends. So this is another part where there are accents, there are dialects, and what you need to focus on here is that how easy it is to understand you. And in terms of intonation, it should be just clear intention. So if it's a question, if it's the end of the sentence, and another thing that's probably very important for the speakers of lower levels is where you make your pauses. We all make pauses and sometimes when you just, you know, like your mind goes blank and you forget a word, obviously you will make a pause mm, in the place where it probably shouldn't be. But if you continuously make pauses in weird places or in inappropriate places, it will actually impact how easy it is to understand you. And you will lose marks for that in any of the exams and because we are using a task from that that's what i'm referring to but you will also kind of lose points you'll just make it harder to understand you and harder to communicate with you and that's the part that's very important so now let's look at the task and let's see how it goes so Let's get cracking. I suggest you do it in the following way. As soon as I read the task, you pause the podcast and try to create your own answer. You can do it in front of the mirror or, which is way more beneficial, you can record your answer. And then when you press play, you will be able to re-listen to your answer and compare it with my answer, which I will also produce impromptu on the spot without any preparation. I've not seen the task yet. 
And then after this, we will talk about my answer and some things that were maybe good or maybe that I could have done better in my answer. And then at the end, I would encourage you to answer the quiz given me a mark and maybe write in the comments what you think was really good or what you think I could and should improve. So let's go. Let me scroll up. So we're going to be doing one of the papers and I think we'll do part two. So the rules are, you will have to talk about the topic for one to two minutes. You have one minute to think about what you're going to say. You can make some notes to help you if you wish. Okay. So straight away, I just recommend you do take this minute and you think of what you start with, what your main topic would be, what your main sentence would be, and you think about the answer. Okay, let's read the text. Describe a website that you bought something from. You should say what the website is, what you bought from this website, how satisfied you were with what you bought, and explain what you liked or disliked about using this website. So now I suggest you pause it while I'm taking my 30 to 20 seconds to think about my answer. Okay, so I'm going to start. The website that I usually buy things from is AliExpress, and the most recent thing I bought from it, I think, was some earrings. I really like this website because it's a massive marketplace which brings together different sellers and different customers, and they can find everything in one place. You can buy anything from, I don't know, a bed to a mobile phone there. You can buy some plants there, garden tools, anything which makes it very, very convenient. However, because it's based in China and it takes a while to get your things back, it might be very uncomfortable and the whole waiting game might really make you feel very frustrated because it can take up to a few months for you to And also because of all loan delivery processes, the goods you can receive might be damaged. So at the end of the day, my whole thought and my whole idea of the process is that I'm definitely going to buy things from there and I always buy them from there, but nothing that's more than £5. So that's the capped price for me. So if, even if they don't come or if they're broken, I don't feel too bad for spending my money. Okay, so this was my response. I'm not sure how long it was. Let me check for the sake of us knowing. So... It was a little bit less than two minutes, which was that I'm within the time frames set for IELTS, but again, that wasn't the main point. And I don't think with this practice, especially if you're not aiming to take an exam, it's worth time and yourself that strictly. I would suggest that you aim for any of your topics like that to be within three to five minute margin if we're talking short speeches and if we're talking about some presentation, so maybe something that you do research on and then you present it, I would recommend you end it for about 7 to 10 minutes, but nothing more. So you need to be able to introduce something, give them an idea, and wrap it up. So if I look at my speech, which unfortunately I have not re-listened to, and that's why I'm leaving it to it to actually help me identify strengths and weaknesses, but I will comment in general on things that I remember. 
So in the task, remember, they gave you some questions to help you. What you should say what the website is, what you bought, how satisfied you were, and explain what you liked or disliked about using the website. So pretty much they provide you with the structure. And that's the structure you always have if you have any question or something. Even if it's like a short question, but maybe not short, but if it's a question that presumes that you're going to give a response that's longer than a minute, you should always give a little bit of introduction. So you need to prepare the reader, like explain what you're going to be talking about. Because obviously, if I ask you like, okay, what do you like in the library? And you start, it was red, I really liked reading it, and it was telling me about a magic unicorn. It's hard for me to follow, but if you tell me that there are a lot of books there and I like one of them in particular, it has red cover, so now you've introduced and it literally takes you just one sentence. And you've noticed I did that, and this is advice to buy the question, so it's very easy to do that. So that was my sentence about naming the website, telling what it is. And you've noticed that I tried to use some vocabulary. I used marketplace, I used the phrase of brings together, which is quite informal style, but in the question like that, it's pretty justified. You can use informal language, as long as it's not some extremely informal language or something maybe that's common only in one area, so some dialect phrases. And then, if you've noticed, I've also rounded it up and at the end, I was talking about my approach to it and what I like, what I don't like, which is again, which is prompted by the question itself. And I mentioned that I always have for myself the price kept, which is also an example of informal language, but this is a nice word and it's very common in the British English. I'm not sure about American English, I'll be honest with you. And I wrapped it up saying that that's how I feel. And if you've noticed also intonation-wise, the intonation went down, allowing the listener, the other person, to understand that, okay, I'm done. I will mention that for such questions or something, obviously there are multiple things here being evaluated on. And there are, even if we're talking about real-life speaking, the other person obviously will also kind of not judge you, but depends on how you talk, you will make them feel differently. And that's why it's important that it's easy to understand, it's intelligible, so your accent is easy to understand, you follow up, the intonation does not have weird turns, so this already makes the other person comfortable. If we talk about vocabulary, and obviously for such tasks, if we talk about exam circumstances, you're encouraged to share your grammar and vocabulary, you're encouraged to maybe use some grammar structures that are more advanced and you encourage to use more advanced vocabulary. But do not try to overuse it, especially if we talk about real life speaking. If you use a nice word or if you use a nice structure, especially if it's justified, so if it's necessary to convey a point, obviously awesome, do that. Also, sometimes if you use just a nice word, it might be just the other person might feel nice. You know, like there are words that we like, there are some words that you here not too often and when somebody uses them you're like oh that's a nice word i like it and this can actually happen and there are a lot of people who might even say oh i liked this word you used and this is also very nice in real life speech and that's obviously very useful for it now as the last bit of the our exercise of our practice 
I would really, really encourage you to re-listen to your response, to re-listen to my response, compare them and write in the comments what you think was different and what you think you did good and what you think you might want to take from my speech or maybe to take an example of what I did good and that you can employ or use in your speaking. And you can do the same thing about the negative things. Maybe what you could have done a little bit better and maybe what I could have done a little bit better so we can both learn on the maybe mistakes or shortcomings and we can improve. And that was it for today. Thank you for coming. Let me know if you like this format. So if you like, you leave comments. So then I can maybe do more things like that in the future. Maybe I can do more things focused on particular exams like IELTS or CAE or particular skills. Or maybe you preferred the previous episode where it was more general and it was more my thoughts. Please do let me know and I'll see you soon.